Welcome back to the Chris Massey Show. Today's guest uh, is dope. The way we came in contact with each other, yes, sir. You know, yes, uh, let's, let's just get into it. Yeah, Welcome man. to the show, a Detroit you, legend, Howie Bell. Appreciate you having me, good brother. Oh man, appreciate you for taking your in the time. In back cave, we don't <laughs> tell nobody the secret location. Oh yeah, they don't, <laughs> yeah we're not gonna disclose that. They don't know. They'll never know where we at. <laughs> right. You don't see me coming. You don't see me going. Oh man, Detroit got a lot of hidden jewels, baby. I tell you that. And we, and one of them. You know, we know how to properly maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. So, so yeah, man. Like I, you know, people who know me are aware of the fact that I'm a huge fan of comedy, man. That's right. Uh, Stand up, especially. And it's just it's just a blessing that we cross paths, in my opinion, um, because I said I, I've I've been a fan of yours for a long time. You've been doing your thing, and it's just great to cross paths. Because the irony is that, you know, it took us being backstage at at a huge show right. to, for us to actually cross paths. I've been doing <laughs> what I've been. <laughs> Sometimes that's how it is, man. You never know how you're gonna meet or interact with somebody, or you know, get a chance to. Uh, you know, have a, a new another opportunity. You know what I mean. So for me, I look at this as an opportunity, and you probably do as well. And, you know, it always goes both ways. And I think a lot of uh, you know artists and you know people in general get away from that. Sometimes you got to humble yourself down to say, "Hey, man, let me go and just be back here. I ain't on the show, but let me just hang out." Yeah, support, you know what I'm just, saying. And just, just genuine love and hang out and yeah, support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the genuine love for the art. So to to run across you, I ain't surprised, man. I'm, through the years, I've bumped into a lot of people where we've had things happen just like this. You know right. what I'm saying? And it helped me develop, you know, along the way. So appreciate I agree. you, man. And I appreciate you. Yeah. The feeling is mutual. And uh, that's why I think we got cool with because it's like, I think we mentioned briefly, you always at where you're supposed to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, you <laughs> that's true. You're always where you're supposed to be at that moment. Mm-hmm. No matter how hard you try to be somewhere else or be where you think you're supposed to be, right. you are where you're at. Exactly, and that, <laughs> and that goes to uh, the importance of energy shifts as well. Because, like you know, when your intentions are right and you're seeking the right things, like as you said, you know, I was seeking opportunity. I was out here working. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was going to turn into, but right. the opportunity came about, and I got more than expected. You know, so you in, in, a, in a positive way. You know, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, man, it's always good to, to like you said, to have a some type of um, vessel, man, for artists to express themselves and talk about some of the things that they may necessarily get a chance to talk about or expound on, you know, during a performance. So uh, to to be here kicking with you, man, at least talk about, you know, uh, my path uh, to where I've been and where I'm going and, you know, what it takes to get to where I need to go and what it took to get here, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, you know, for me to be able to express that is beautiful within itself. So never look at these opportunities as a, you know, or or look at them like they're not huge opportunities, should I say. You know right. what I mean? This is just just as big as performing at the Fox to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you still have to communicate to your fan base or to a potential fan base of right. who you are and um, what you're all about. You right. Know? And that's what I appreciate you about you is the the genuine intentions, like the genuine interaction and the humility. Mm-hmm. So like, where does that come from from you? Because like I said, you know, uh, we talked about, you know, I – I sort of grew up off of you, but you know what I'm saying. Like I, not, I wasn't like a little baby, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, and like, I, well, I, you I, one I, of the people I, that stood, I, stood out to me. Though. Let me tell you, I learned a lot of my humility. From, I'm a Q, Omega Psi Phi fraternity incorporated. For those that don't know, um, mm-hmm. known, better known to most people's Q dogs or Omega men. 
Um, and my process with that, I pledged back in spring 1992. I went to HBCU, graduated from Benedict College, Columbia, mm-hmm. South Carolina. Okay. Um, and uh, pledged in 92. I'm going to tell you, that experience 25 years ago, just celebrated April 16th, was our anniversary. That, that experience and the experience of being a member has kept me humble, taught me humility, kept me humble. And um, uh, I wouldn't replace it for nothing in the world. So you say, where'd your humility come from? That was a big part of it. Now, before that, of course, you know, my family, you know, my grandmother, my father, my mother, even brothers and cousins, you know, keep you pretty grounded. We from Detroit, too, man. So people <laughs> keep, right. keep, keep you pretty grounded whether you want to or not. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? So, right. so, you know, you can go and go off and do something huge. You come back home and you're like, all right. <laughs> you know That's what I'm cool. saying? You did that. Okay. All right. Move around along. That's cool. We'll take this garbage out. Right. You know what, what I'm saying? So, yeah. yeah, yeah right. <laughs> take that chicken out the freezer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, you know, yeah. back to reality sometimes. You need that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, because a lot of artists and people in general, I want to just say artists, get away from uh, <clears throat> having that touch of humility and that touch of Homely, homely feeling, you know what I'm saying, of, of mm-hmm. being a regular person, you know what I'm saying, I think we're getting so caught up in everybody trying to be something so hard and be so different that people are getting away from being normal, you know, mm-hmm. and that's just one that's thing good. I noticed, you know, as a 44-year-old man, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, and who's been in doing comedy and been in entertainment since 95, so been right. a, it's been a minute, you know what I'm saying, and so yeah. I've seen a lot, done a lot, you know what I'm saying, so it brought me, you know, my, my opinions are shaped and based on my experiences, you know what I'm saying, as anybody else, you know what I'm saying, but um, I've managed to keep an open mind of new ideas and new things, too, so I'm not too caught up on, you know, my experiences and say, hey, this is supposed to be like this or that, I'm always open to new ideas and new experiences, because that's the world, you know, you got to be open to new, because mm-hmm. if you're not, you lost, you know what <laughs> exactly. I'm saying, if you cut out the new, then you cut yourself short, you know what I mean, that's when you start to die, start cutting out how to refresh your brain. He's talking about brain. You <laughs> <laughs> learn how to press the reboot button. You exactly. know what I'm saying? <laughs> I agree. And I, yourself. That reminds me because uh, one of my favorite quotes is like, time only moves forward and so should you. You know, yep. we got to evolve with the times, you I know. Like uh, and you was telling me an interesting fact, you know, like you said, uh, you're fascinated with like, like science. and Absolutely. Yeah. I'm amazed at it. Um, it Same keeps, here. keeps me going, man. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I could look at TV. You ever look at the TV and you just go through and it's like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> you're just cooking through, man. I mean, even I got every channel, dog. I got every movie channel, every, I got the full Xfinity package. Exactly. But I always wind up looking at Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> I always pull him up on YouTube. Let me just right. go ahead and go to him. You know what I mean? Or, or whoever. You know what I'm saying? I just... I just find fascination is more stimulating to listen to reality. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times fantasy and fiction can have you, you know what I'm saying? I think that's actually what can the misconception about the entertainment industry is because people forget that that's what it is. Mm-hmm. We're here to entertain you. Right. Everything exactly. might not be, you know. <laughs> it's entertainment. Which, <laughs> you know what you I'm saying? You entertain, ain't you? So, but that don't mean it's exactly how you perceive it to be and I think sometimes that can be misguiding especially with like well I have this conversation earlier about uh, the younger generation and I'm young myself so it's like it's weird because we're in a transition period that was a conversation man, it's a big transition period in life right now man like man you actually it's been insane. going on for about uh, about 15 20 years you at know least. what I'm saying yeah, at least. since I'd say I was about 20 
I remember how, you know, in the 80s, it was a certain way. You know, I grew up in the 70s, for the most part, 70s, 80s. You know, I was born in 1972, so you got to understand. You know, by the time I graduated from high school, it was just 1990. So I remember from that point how stuff started to change, and that was in 1990. You know what I'm saying? So to now, we're in 2017. Yep. We can pretty much been transitioning since then. You know what I'm saying? I agree because... And that's 27 years. Exactly. I, I agree with you 100% because yeah. um, I know, like, do you watch Nat Geo? So it was I like do. This, uh, I do. This documentary I came across maybe 2013, 2014 called The 80s, The, De- the Decade That Made Us. Okay, I remember that. I'm familiar with it. And you, like, you yeah. actually lived it. See, like, I like to yeah. study. You know, I yeah. like to study. Like, I haven't, yeah. if I don't, if I didn't live it personally, I have a vivid imagination. I've, I have a curious mind. So I go back and read it. Watch a documentary or something. Man, you know what's so deep about back then, man? This is I know how you see how much racism is now. Like how this racism just this kind of came to my but no, like it wasn't this racist like this. It was. It never went. It never went anywhere. You understand what I'm saying? Right. It's so explosive now, though. Like people doing the same things they never would have said and did before. You know what I'm saying? In the 80s, man, people party together. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. a more of a freer time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, the right. artists even reflected that. You know, your Prince's mm-hmm. and your Michael Jackson's and Cindy Lauper's and... Bringing people you know, together. Like, yeah, yeah, it was different. The music, Madonna, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was mm-hmm. different, man. You know what I'm saying? It was The music was more peaceful. So now you got a lot of music promoting restlessness. You know, uh, irresponsible drug use. You know, irresponsible sex with multiple partners and homosexuality is high promoted heavily, you know, mm-hmm. amongst men and women. You yeah. know what I'm saying? More probably more women. Yeah. You know what I'm saying now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but it don't make it right. You know what I'm saying? It might make it sexy for some men to look at it. Like, yeah, that's cute, but still don't make <laughs> it right. You know what preference. I'm saying? That's destroying the family breakdown, too, if you really want to be honest. But that's a whole other yeah. yeah, <laughs> topic. But, know, but just the 80s, it... it it promoted more of a of a of a, a unification type thing. Even the music reflected that the artists did, you know, all the way to the comedians, you know, were, were embracing at that time. And now it's just so much division and negativity. It's almost like art is starting to take, you know, form of some kind of. It's like away from artistry. It's almost like I'm taking sides. I'm gonna say this, or I'm gonna preach this, or I'm gonna be this way. It's almost like the industry is promoting you to think a certain way. You know what I'm saying? Through the artists. I agree exactly with what you're saying. I'm going to put a pin in that because it goes back to another point that you made when you said, like, it's been going on for a long time, approximately at least 25, 20, 25 years. That's exactly what that documentary is about because it really? said in the 80s is when things became separate. That was the transition point because, like, prior to that, people had to interact with each other as right. individuals. Right. With the technology, even though it was a lack of, it evolved so rapidly. That's when you had, like, Walkman's. <laughs> Personal yeah, computer, that's when cell people phones. getting away from personal Se- interactions. Yep, right? Separation. Like you said, you came yep. right into that, and that's yep. exactly what it yep. is. And we're just now catching up to that because, like, with the evolution of technology, we have a point, like, you really don't have to interact with a person humanly. Ever. With a, a physical interaction if Ever. you don't want to. If you don't want to. Maybe maybe if, if they deliver your groceries, but you could have, if they could deliver them to your house, you go order them online. And they can deliver your groceries to your house, and they can just leave them at the door. So you pretty pretty much don't have to really, no. you know what I'm saying, interact with another man. I'm being dead ass, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you really, really don't. You can, you can do everything from your crib 
or you, from your home computer or your cell phone yeah. and do whatever you need to do and never interact with another person only when you want to that's a scary ass feeling it is because you know what i'm saying it's, it's cool like you th- it's in theory it, it, no nah, i don't mean to cut you off but no, it no, makes no, the, it makes you turns you into a drone mm-hmm. it turns you into the drone you know what i'm saying so you become mm-hmm. like a computer yep you start thinking like that and you you processing information like that it's diminishing your emotions it's diminishing your emo- your emotions your human contact you don't it's weird to you yeah, human interaction eye contact becomes <laughs> yeah. weird you know what i'm saying because yeah. you're not used to it yeah it's like anything it's new anything new is uncomfortable it's very uncomfortable <laughs> for you but it shouldn't be like you said communication shouldn't be new but because we're actually human beings because mm-hmm. we grew up like i said now technology has pushed us into an age bracket where I mean, to a category where we're in the same age bracket because we grew up in a time where we have the proper balance. Mm-hmm. We know how to interact with an individual, have a, a, mm-hmm. a conversation of substance or just properly communicate. Like you mentioned, eye contact and everything mm-hmm. and actually listen. And then. Right. And don't just wait to respond. <laughs> right. Because yeah, that's how people do now. We don't talk we with each, each other. other. Just wait to say something. You know right. what I'm saying? Oh, they, oh, they, they done. Let me jump in. Yeah. <laughs> and then you don't even be listening. Yes. They didn't even listen. Right. <laughs> it's like you just want to say something just to be heard. Like keep it moving. It's like where is the the, the mesh here? Where's the, the, you know, where's the glue between the, the, the inter- human interaction of communication? You know what happened? You know what I'm saying? Because technology evolved so rapidly. It was like. We grew up with the transitions. Like I know personally, I was born in I was so I was born in '86. I was born. Okay. I don't remember certain parts of it, but I was born. I know I was born into vinyl tapes. Cassette tape was my thing mm-hmm. first. Well, my first introduction to that form right, of right. music. Then, oh, CDs is a thing. So we didn't use right. tapes no more. Right. It was a gradual but fast progression. But we had a chance to adapt. And now it's everything is in your face, so people are scrambling. Mm-hmm. You went from having things that was once a luxury to now it's a necessity. And like you said, we went, we was born into the transition, so we experienced it on both sides. Think about this. If you don't have a cell phone, think about this. You may have a cell phone, but what if your cell phone is not um, capable, is not able to do really anything but in and out? Calls, you know what I'm saying? Right. You might have one of these government phones or something <laughs> that you can't really do a lot of online interaction. You can't probably it's probably limited. Mm-hmm. But think about that, how limited you are just with that. Not just to not have a phone, but just to have a cell phone that is not capable to do what maybe an iPhone seven can do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now you can't properly do business. You can't download the proper apps to 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 communicate or to handle different type of projects or whatever you want to do mm-hmm. you can't even get a lift or uber if you don't have the right to get to somewhere you know what i'm saying yeah so it's the technology they're forcing you faster to move faster right. to, to your point we had time to transcend from this to from records to mm-hmm. tapes to cds to blu-ray to you know what i'm saying to whatever yeah. what have you you know what i'm saying but now it's forcing you to move faster i mean some people that's in the age bracket man like 60 and up man they don't know what to do man with these phones bro right and they need them though now (laughs) you know what i'm saying if they don't have a phone they can't you know certain things with their house with with excuse me with with the security you know what i'm saying of your home and everything they need these phones man yeah they need them if they, they don't use the technology you 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 take steps backwards you know what i'm saying in in your everyday 
goings on. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Places to take nice forcing this man. It's sad. It's good times on one hand because you want the science, you want the technology, you want the improvements, but it's sad on the other hand because during this transition we're talking about people getting lost in the sauce. I think you know it's what I'm a, saying? I yeah, I agree with you. I feel it should be the balance that the access to the world is amazing because people need exposure. But I feel that you should have proper uh, education on how to adapt to the transition because the thing is you toss into a situation that's just really like sink or swim and no instruction because i don't even know if they got any do they offer any college courses or even high school courses about the transition you know what i'm saying how to adapt to new technology and move a technology it's got to be somewhere some schools may have it but it's probably not a national curriculum you know what i'm saying which it should be you know it should be some type of you know in maybe starting in middle school level Mm-hmm. Of teaching you how to deal with technology, you know what I'm saying, and then and and not only deal with technology, but interact as a normal human being as well. You know what I'm saying. So it's got to be some, like you said, the balance probably needs to be taught at this point. Yes, yeah, you know bridging the gap so, because the older generation mm-hmm. can help with the communication skills, mm-hmm. and the younger generation can help with it. The, the most right. recent generation can help with the, the technology. technological skills. But that's the thing. Where we at now? It took out the conversation part, <laughs> so it's like we know what we need to have them. They don't know how to talk with each other because <laughs> they wanted to, the older generation want to talk with them, right. and they want to text or that's true, do that's whatever. True. That's true, and that's what put me in the weird spot because recently I found out I'm in a group called Millennials. Yeah, as of recent years, you know what I'm saying? yeah, it's like that's the, it's, new, that's the new term for your group. Absolutely, that's funny because <laughs> because you're right though because the, the, the so-called millennials want to text and we want to talk. Because I'm a, I'm 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 a part of the want to talk. I do both. Me though. too. I'm kind of caught up. We you got know the ba- we got the balance. Yeah, I'm caught because I will text too. You know what I'm saying? But I if the texting if we texting four five texts back and forth. Like, we need to talk because <laughs> now, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> we need yeah. to talk. This is yeah. too much. And text can be misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Somebody can say, "Hey, how are you?" That could be interpreted twenty ways. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, not just how are you concerned, but how are you? The where are you? You know what I mean? You don't know what somebody is saying all, all the way right. with just text. That's why communication and human emotion is so important because you got to know how, where somebody is coming from. You don't even, you know what I'm saying? You know how many times people have read a text and took it the <laughs> wrong way? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? To text somebody back, what? What you doing? You know what I mean? yeah. I'm not even mad. You know, the other person's not even upset. So yeah. it's like, we can't, you, <laughs> that, that balance is so important, you know, just to re- remain a human. You know what I'm saying? Because once that's gone, once that, that touch is gone, man, we, I don't know if we could get it back. You know what I'm saying? So it's got to figure out a way to, uh, I like what you said, though, about maybe, you know, or we, we talked about about maybe that could be a, some type of course that could be offered, <laughs> some kind of, you know, in the educational system. You know what I'm saying? To kind of mm-hmm. teach that part of the transition. You know what I'm saying? And how yeah. to have the balance and how to keep your intera- human interaction as well as your, your tech tech savviness you know what I'm saying so mm-hmm. and yeah and that's one of the things why I admire and respect about you is like I see why you have longevity because people don't realize you have to know things to have a, a career in longevity like you said you have to stay updated with everything you have to know what's going on because yes you, do. you can't especially in your field in yeah. mine we can't get up well I don't get on stage but you can't get up on stage and talk about something from 30 years ago nobody can re- it's about relatability <laughs> you know if you want to be successful and if you're going to talk about something from 30 years ago you better damn sure make sure make it relatable <laughs> you yeah, know what it's I'm gonna come back full circle yeah. nah, you better make it come back full circle make it relatable you know what I'm saying no because people you know um, and especially 
the younger you are, you get offended sometimes because you feel like somebody's talking down on you. They keep talking yeah. about what it was or what it used to be. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes you take offense to that as a living human being that that's 20 years old. You're like, hey, man, I'm here now, though. You know right. what I'm saying? And that's what we're doing. You know what I mean? Because that's how I felt. Mm-hmm. When I was 20, I felt like I was running the world. Me and my generation. You know what I'm saying? So I know how they feel. You know what I'm saying? This is our world right now. You know what I'm saying? We the, the brain power behind, you know, the drive behind everything now. The new, you know, world or, or what have you. Um, but but it's important to mix and match the old knowledge with the new because that's how you keep going forward without leaving behind, you know, uh, certain parts. You know, it's like, it's like, you know, walking and growing. You know, as you're growing, you walk, your clothes get bigger, you, they fall off, you get new. You know what I'm saying? But you still got to figure out how to keep yourself clothed. Even mm-hmm. though your clothes, you might outgrow them. <laughs> right, you right, outgrow right. your shoes, but you got to get another pair. You, you know what I'm saying? So you right. can't, you know, you have to keep evolving, man. Shoes are going to change. The technology can look at the uh, baller uh, shoes, but anyway. That's uh, big baller, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> the big baller <laughs> shoes. Ball, big baller <laughs> Shoes evolve. The prices evolve or what have you, but they're still shoes. You're going to mm-hmm. need them still. So shoes are never going to go anywhere. Right. So even though it's an old thing, it's been around for centuries, Shoes still be updated. That's how people need to be. You know what I'm saying? We need to update ourselves. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, press the reboot button like I was talking about earlier. Mm-hmm. Update yourself. You know what I'm saying? Even on your old computer, update the hard drive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can do it. It's doable. You know what I'm saying? I agree. And the fact that you mentioned that, um, real like, what are, you, what are your perspectives? Because I've been hearing different mixed responses from just having conversation with my peers about... Uh, the LeVar Ball situation as far as the way he some people say he's a liability to his child and or children's career or potential careers and then other people say why are you bashing this man for taking pride in being a uh, well, a father taking pride in it goes it goes a couple ways with his this, fa- with his this situation with LeVar Ball um, I, I, I can't do nothing but give him praise for what he's doing mm-hmm Whenever you shaking up a system or doing something different, you're right. going to always be looked at as an idiot or a buffoon or somebody that's being foolish. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's because the powers that be don't want you to do this because you found a new avenue by which to travel within their system. Mm-hmm. They don't like that. Right. I really believe that he's figured something out that mm-hmm. we all don't really know. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and he's doing it, number one. I think he got, what, like, I think ESPN estimated he got, like, $50 million worth of free advertisement through all of this. <laughs> right. $50 million worth of free advertisement through this controversy, man. That's amazing. Even brilliant. without selling how brilliant the brilliant that is. Even if you don't sell nothing. Man, <laughs> you, you promoted <laughs> the brand, you know what I'm saying, right. of you, your, you and your son. You, you w- w- for free based mm-hmm. off the controversy. You know what I'm saying? And people talk about the price of the shoes. So what? They I'm never going to buy them. Right. You know, I'm <laughs> never going to buy a, really a $200 pair of shoes, to be honest with you. I'm just, that's the part I'm just never probably going to do unless they pair gators or something. I don't know. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah, or some kind of really <laughs> nice shoe. But yeah. so I'll say, I, I won't say never. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, if somebody's going to buy it, and if, he, if he's found a way to manipulate this situation, in athletic gear, why not? Because mm-hmm. Nike, Adidas, New Balance, or whoever you want to name, they've been doing it forever. Yeah, and it started somewhere. <laughs> yeah, they've been doing it. So they just them. So now everybody's butthurt and mad because here he come, 
and took this situation and manipulated it to work to his advantage. Right. I think it's genius. Same here. You know what I'm saying? So whether you agree with him or not is not the issue. The issue is what is he doing? You know what I'm saying? That's right. really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, Groundbreaking, that, to be honest with you. You know, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he got me. To be I, frank. I agree with you. He got me to thinking with the perspective, like, why is it okay to be a follower? Like, as long as, like you said, as long as you, as long as you're doing it the so-called traditional way, I'm fine with it. But the minute you step out and say, I want to do something different or this is how I want it, it becomes a whole outrage because that, I had this conversation with my peers as well from time to time about uh, professional athletes. And it's not a knock on them. It's just that it's not a knock on the professional athletes at all. It's about the mentality on how you raise people. It's like, That's right. how many people, how many times did you hear growing up, I want you to grow up and be a, a team owner? You know never. what I'm saying? You, you, you never hear that. You, you never, you only, you only hear, I want you to grow up and be the, the fastest. Or I want you to grow up and be, you know, the strongest. Mm-hmm. You never hear, oh, I want you to grow up and, and you know, see if you can become head of the boxing commission. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. People, <laughs> people don't even know that's certain occupations. That's the thing. Yeah, right, right. That's the thing. Right? You could do that. It's because we, we promote garbage to each other, man. And somebody was getting mad at me because I was talking about the Migos the other day. And, I, and I'm never mad at nobody making money and doing your thing. But, dude, they're not promoting nothing. You know what I'm saying? They, 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 that's loving hip hop on wax. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's buffoonery. You know what I'm saying? And they making bread. Okay, so what? Why are we always happy just because somebody making bread? Like, all right, they making money though. So hey. what? What, the, what does that mean? That makes you more noble than somebody else because you making money? Nah, it's the content and what you spew out your mouth that makes you who you are. The money ain't making you. The money don't make you a man. I agree. It's so- a lot of men out here that's broke, bro. It's, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's, you know, some people are like, God damn, he right about it. And, and I'll, I'll go sit down and have dinner with the, that man before I would with somebody, you know what I'm saying, that's promoting the demise of, of, of my people, man. Period. And I got, so I got two points for that. Like, I'm going to make the disclaimer. That I, so I am a, a fan of them, but I know why. And when I talk about hip hop, because that's, I, we were talking about a transitional thing earlier today. Uh, Jermaine Dupree had a, a quote that he said recently because they mentioned the subject of uh, songwriting. You know, like some people say, like, oh, you can't be a great rapper if you have somebody writing for you. And he broke it down in a sense where it made sense because he was like, if you pro, it's about how you proclaim to be. Like, if you say, I'm the greatest MC, then you should damn well be writing your lyrics. You should be writing your own if lyrics. If I want to be an artist. Composing your own music. I agree. And, uh, but to the other point, to the other point too I think this is more important We can get back to that So yeah um, To go back to your point I have a conversation Like I It was either a documentary Or something I read But I think it was Chris It actually was Chris Rock Who said it He said at some point A transition occurred Where Cause he made the comparison That People that we admire From the past Famous people they were known for things that wasn't related to finances or yep. material wealth. He said, he gave the example, it was like three examples, I think, like Albert Einstein for intelligence and science, uh, Muhammad Ali for courage, uh, Dr. King. Right. Like people, he was like, these people weren't wealthy mm-hmm. financially. And That's then right. now it's like the transition to, I don't care what you know or what your integrity and morality status is. How much money you got? And it's like about the, about the money, and man. what you said. So like, yeah, I get it. It's just promoting just like it's, the money. That's it. And I feel it's a mis 
I think that's what I'm saying. I think we need to bridge the gap because, like I said, I love, like you said, we love to see people get their money. So we don't say certain things if it's going to. Because we feel like we hate, you know, all these taboo words in the black community. That's we feel who, like we hate, you know what I'm saying? But it's not hating. That, that's it's, who, it's, and you don't want to take no money off nobody's table. That, if, they doing, if that's the best way they know to get it. But then you're like, ah. And <laughs> but, that's the one we keep using too, man. I don't want to take up. no money off nobody, yeah. food out nobody mouth for that. It's like, dude, man, Sometimes you might need to. Hey, man, it's, we in a transition, ain't we? <laughs> so, 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 so gonna be some wins and so gonna be some losses. You know what I'm saying? Somebody right, gotta right. lose, man. I mean, we exactly. can't keep going like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't keep doing. That's irresponsible amongst these artists, man. You I know what I'm saying? You. That's irresponsible to keep all you talking about is Percocets, Mollies, and, and Xanax, and, and Codeine, and Lean. That's it, bro. That's all you. Come on, Future. You know what I'm saying? And, I know you're nice, man, but come on, dude. You gotta do and that's my better point. than that's that, it. man. And that's why I feel like we need to bridge that communication because. Where we're at mentally, we know the difference between right and wrong. So we can enjoy it. We can go out and have a great time. But the sad thing, the flip side to that, is that it's a group of... Oh, it's 12, 13-year-olds right now. It's that's a generation. Coming up, bro. That's, that's, they don't parents, care. Either their parents at work or they somewhere else, and that's what's raising them. Like yep. you said, that's that's what they think, and it's cool. Not also knowing the entertainment industry is that the majority of the time, what people are promoting, they don't do that shit themselves. You know, at so all. so it's like they don't even have half of that stuff they're talking about. You can't make like that's you, a sad part. I hate to break bust people's bubbles. I know, they don't I, have all that stuff. I think that you know what I'm saying. They shooting yeah. videos in rented cribs. They still doing that. That's been going on for a long time though. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? They shooting video in Cali. They shooting videos in rented cribs. They renting cars. You know what I'm saying? They renting the rims. They renting jury too. A lot of cats get the jury. Is you know yeah. it's like a, it's lease. I'm leasing jury. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if I don't pay, making somebody else rich because like yeah, it makes somebody else rich by you wearing this. All right, I'm gonna make this piece for you, but it's it's lease. Yeah, you're gonna pay you're for leasing it one way this or piece. Yeah, you ain't. I'm not owning this. You know what I'm saying? So you're leasing and you paying bills. You're not owning nothing. That's another irresponsible part. So you're making money, yeah, but then you're irresponsible in the way you're putting your money out. Mm-hmm. So you think you got to do all this stuff to keep up an image, and you you going to the poorhouse making everybody else around you, like you said, rich. And you're not doing nothing for yourself, and you promote negativity. So you like a, you know what I'm saying? And it comes down. <laughs> we, we get it. You the devil, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I hate to be excuse my language, brother. I mean, you might chop that out, but that, that damn. I mean, what are you doing I mean, to me, to us? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it comes to lack of knowledge and lack of example. Oh, you know man. what I'm saying? It's like some it, of these cats it, know though. Like, yeah. I, I would say to the younger generation, 10, 11, 12, I get, I get it. They're a little out the loop. The entertainment's real to them. I get it. They kids. It's yeah. fantasy mixed with reality. They can't get it. Some of these older cats get it. Mm-hmm. They know right from wrong. You know what I'm saying? And they still promote. Man, it's dudes my age, dog, that's still promoting. In their 40s. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Still yeah. promoting the things that they know and they've seen cause destruction. You know what I'm saying? And not be fun. That's why I'm in comedy, man, to make people laugh and we need all that kind stress of stuff, man. Because everything else... Is is promoting something negative, you know what I'm saying, or or something that's not cool, or something that can cause generational mishaps, you know what I'm saying? And why do we keep promoting things that's destroying big, large groups of people at a time? Why are we promoting that? That just doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I why? And these artists are more talented. They're talented. I'm not telling the artists not to be artists, but y'all are too talented to keep it that way. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You can make great music without doing. Why that. Why you think they switch up once they get out of their deal? You know, what I'm saying? and that's a whole nother. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, yeah, because you're not getting a deal unless you're promoting what the industry is telling you to do. So right. now, but they what they got to do is flip, flip it around. Say, okay, well, we're not gonna sign with you. 
You know what I'm saying? We're going to go back to our own labels and try to get our own independence. But, and that's, distribution. but that's the beauty. That's a, what we talked about earlier. It comes full circle. Like the flip side is like technology. You don't need them anymore. You, you really if don't. You know, if you know what you're doing. Yeah. So it's like, like you right. said, you, now you have leverage. Yeah. At one point you didn't. You thought you needed them or you might have needed them. That's the beauty about technology, though. That's a good thing. It gives you leverage. It does. It does give you leverage. So you actually have a choice, but people don't want to take credit or responsibility for their actions. So they'll say like, well, I had to or... Whatever they want to get that money. I mean, that's the come on, man. You get you win. <laughs> they yeah. keep it very dumb and simple. You know, <laughs> I had to get that money. Okay, that that's not the only way to get the money. You know what I'm saying? Like, we be promoting the ideas that we promote sometimes are so weird. But you know what I'm saying? What technology has done is that it encourages the individuals now because you really have to work these days. It was the times you get away with certain things. For example, I ain't gonna, yeah, so for example, a lot of people who used to say, uh, "Well, I didn't know because I didn't have a computer or I didn't have access to a library or a library card." Now, the majority of people have smartphones, whether they can afford it or not. You can get yeah. access to certain information, so it's. Now is the point that's exposing people. That's why people aren't comfortable because you can't hide anymore. You can't hide <laughs> anything no you more. You can't, man. You can't. That's why all these people breaking up and divorce. They say the divorce rate is at like an all-time high right now. I mean, people, you know what I'm saying? Because of the, you know, what the people are doing on, through social media and, and you know, you know, with uh, being, uh, which is, I don't know, committing adultery or infidelity or whatever you want to call it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. People are cheating more because they're exposed more to things. I mean, look, you can pick your phone up and go right to porno. It, at the mm. time, it wasn't like that. Right. You had to find a porno hidden somewhere in the house. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a book. <laughs> it, wasn't even, it, was, it was still pictures. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, so now, you know, look, that 11 to 12-year-old, pick up their phone, they can go right to the porn site. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They can go right to whatever site they want to. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. They got these sites now. Like, I'm watching my kids, too, man. They musically. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a, a app site. You know what I'm saying? With that, I don't really. I, I mean, I've been trying to check out musically, like what's up with them, and there's a little secrecy going in there too. These kids communicating with each other secretly mm -hmm. on some of these. You know what I'm saying? Sites. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like musically, and uh, it's another one. Uh, uh, man, I can't. I hate that I forgot it right now. But it's another one though, and I don't. I ain't trying to. You know. Yeah, yeah. Make them look bad or nothing, but there there are outlets now. That are like child versions of Facebook, basically, or Instagram. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we don't know about them as adults because we like, ah, right, go ahead, take the tablet, go over there in the corner. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And these kids is experiencing doing stuff, man. They, they find the stuff, man. You never knew was online, <laughs> right? You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. Like one thing that I saw my daughter watch, and I was like, I, I, I'm cool with this until I see something different. This is this one cat, man. It's an Asian dude. And he always playing video games and solving them. I can't remember his name. <laughs> you might know his name. Uh, but he, but, he, but this, he tapes is on YouTube. He got they got hundreds of videos. All he do is be on online playing game, playing video games, solving them and talking. Get the headphones on, you know, going crazy. Yeah. She's just watching him play games, and this is popular. I didn't know how popular this was. I didn't until even I know started. that was thing to know. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So it's just weird, you know, the technology. We can't let it get away from us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and let yeah. the kids kind of run because. They expo exposing the younger generation to more newer things than us, even even the older you get. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. they know they're younger and they can adapt to it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And you know, my four year old know how to play all the games on his, her tablet. Man, four, she can work the tablet way better than <laughs> me. Her brain is developed for that. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? Going back to our original 
you know, we talked about about bridging the gaps and, and helping control the transition. You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to start figuring out how to bring these two groups of people together, man. I you definitely agree, man. And I know what's interesting is that a lot of people, like, this a, um, this a famous comedian on your show, which y'all ain't talking about comedy. Right. <laughs> but, we ain't talking nothing about comedy. <laughs> but but I, think that's, I think that's super dope, though, to see that actually in a, in a roundabout way shows why right. certain people are successful. Right. Because, I, like you said earlier, these are human beings, like people, entertainers. People on in the public eye are human beings, so be respectful as well. Because you know, mm-hmm. have I, I, this one question I want to ask: Do people yeah. just randomly come up to you, not care about what you're going through, and just say, "Tell me something funny" or "Tell oh, me a come joke"? On, man. Or that's the famous. <laughs> that's the famous to comedians. Oh man, you gotta be fun, man. You're a comedian. Oh man, make me laugh. Make me laugh, <laughs> man. And that's like walking up to somebody and be like, "Hey, man, I've seen you before. You're a mechanic. <laughs> Fix these bricks." <laughs> Man, fix these brakes, man. It proves to me that you know what you're doing, dog, man. Correct my steering car. You know, it's the same thing. Right, you know what bro, I'm saying? Man, I'm, I'm... <laughs> I'm not at work, first of all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's just comedy is just one of them fields, though. You're never going to get away from that. You oh, know what man. I'm saying? If, you, if somebody recognizes you being a comedy, because, because uh, laughter is a, a genuine human emotion. So yeah. if I'm telling, telling you I'm a producer of laughter, you know, that immediately gives the, oh, but make me laugh. You got to be funny. I done hung out with promoters for a show <laughs> that day earlier before the show, and I'm just being me. Yeah, right. And then, you know, we've been around each other, I guess, for hours, and man, you ain't said nothing funny yet. <laughs> you sure you ready for the night? <laughs> <laughs> you nervous? It's like, yeah, I'm cool. You right. know what I'm saying? I'm just chilling. My man, it's 3 p.m. The show's at <laughs> 9 o'clock tonight. You can't be on all the time. Yeah, I mean, and, and why? I'm, I'm a working comic. I'm not a clown. I'm a comedian. You know <laughs> exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> so I'm not out here <laughs> tap dancing for you, brother. I'm, we got a job to do. We got a show tonight. Right, you know you what I'm saying? Cut that check, we fine. You know, it's, it's, you going to get your money's worth? Come on, man. You think Mary J. Blige is going around with the promoters all day before her show singing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or Beyonce. She's singing all day right. <laughs> before the show. Just don't do the, nothing else. The, yeah, don't do nothing else. All right. Come on, man. That's not reality. But the comedy, we get it the worst because it's comedy. And everybody man. either wants to be a comedian or think they funny mm-hmm. or know somebody that's funny or, you know what I'm saying, or, or critics of humor. So humor yeah. is a very hard field. That's why it makes comedy so hard. Uh, to do that's why the comedy get down tour was so mm-hmm. incredible to see them dudes man still right, right. doing it that's how long they've been doing it you know Cedric the Entertainer D.L. Hughley uh, Eddie Griffin um, and George Lopez mm-hmm. you know and Charlie Murphy of course before he passed away was a part of that tour but just to see you know those guys the way they do it man they're incredible these mm-hmm. guys are geniuses yeah you know what I'm saying and you know to be able to talk and control uh, and, and and manipulate people's emotions, man. Through comedy is incredible. So yeah. for me, being there it, it, or being around concerts like that always keep me humble. Going back to that part, you know, me and where the humility come from and all that stuff. Continuously putting myself in situations where I have to be humble. Mm-hmm. I'm not the biggest guy in the room. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. the, you know what I'm saying? Like I, I mean, I'm in a situation where I'm in here with some real, you know, some real kings of this. You know what I'm saying? So. Man, comedy is incredible. And even on those guys got pressure. Yep, yep. You know how much of pressure that is to perform at the Joe Louis Arena in front of 10,000 people? Right, <laughs> exactly. 
<laughs> so you talk about pressure easy. at the airport, and somebody said it's gonna be a joke. <laughs> that ain't man. That ain't yeah. nothing. <laughs> right. Going to the Joe Louis Arena and trying to make them laugh. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Even as a celebrity, it's still difficult. Even though they know you, you they, you get, they get a little bit of celebrity love, and you you got to produce now. Now you have to make us laugh. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not easy, man. So yeah, comedy is one of those fields, man. That um, I definitely respect it. Even though I'm a comic, I've been doing it for you know, quite some time. Um, I'm still not where I want to be. Got a long way to go. But I've I've come a long way, and mm -hmm. I've seen a lot through development deals, through living in L.A. to to New York. Um, even more now, in my career, I'm, I'm a more New York based artist. Um, even though I live in Detroit, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? I do a lot of East Coast comedy. Right. Um, but I tell you, man, you know I, I won't replace it for nothing in the world. But it's one of the toughest businesses in the world. But hey, man, whatever's hey. great <laughs> ain't easy. Exactly. That's why I tell people all the time, man. And um, I appreciate you for taking your time, man. And like I said, it's really an honor and a privilege. I'm glad we got a chance to link. And I, just, I feel this is like the beginning. We could put something together. Um, working, you got something that you're working on currently now? Yeah, man. Um, every Wednesday, I'm getting ready to leave here. and actually go do, try, I'm trying to put together this Wednesday night show in Detroit called The Epitome of Comedy at uh, Epitome Lounge right there on um, West Congress and Shelby, downtown Detroit. I'm doing that every Wednesday. Um but um, as far as comedy, I'm always constantly on the road. I just left Milwaukee. Uh, I've been, I was just talking to you about it. I was working there for about six or seven days straight, which ain't really a long stretch, but it is. You know, we're traveling and doing all that. I was in Philly. Went from Philly to Queens, from Queens, and then showing the Bronx, but then left New York. Um, came home, then mm -hmm. left back from home from the comedy get down and went to Milwaukee and did a show in Milwaukee, and then came home and did a show. Uh, Monday night in Detroit, so it was like, nice, man, nice. you know what I'm saying. And, yeah. and, and then now I'm on my way back out to do um, an anniversary show for the Gotham okay. Comedy Club in New York, mm -hmm. in Manhattan. Dope, um, dope. So we're going to do anniversary shows this Sunday coming in New York. So we're going to do that. And um, you know, as far as comedy, man, I'm always keeping it going. You know, we got the Detroit cruise with the uh, cruise with the Q's boat ride. Where I do I host the comedy on the top deck every year for the last like six years. Mm -hmm. um, I also tour with the Q's of comedy. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm out with Joe Torrey mm -hmm. and, um, you know, other cats, Mike Britt and uh, Big Kenny and uh, uh, all kind of, you know, different cats, man. Uh, my man Boogie, Alton Boogie Williams and Nate Jackson, who is on the uh, on Wild and Out right now. Nate okay. Jackson. He's a, those are, all those guys are part of Q's Economy. Nice, nice. We kind of rotate and do shows and doing that. And then um, I got a couple movie projects coming, man. Um, a brother by the name of B. Cole. Uh, producer directing a movie called Heaven on Seven uh, out of Chicago. Mm -hmm. So I got a, a spot in that. And I just recently auditioned and got a spot in, uh, well, <laughs> this is a funny story. I auditioned for uh, a movie called The Stuff, mm -hmm. which is their production now with Tony Rock. Okay. Right, um, right. Um, Rob Stapleton is, uh, mm -hmm. you familiar with Rob Stapleton yep, out yep. of New York? He, he wrote it and he's one of the executive producers. And, um, I actually auditioned <laughs> for a spot, uh, a character called Sonny in, in the movie, and um, uh, I, I didn't get it. I lost out to uh, a cat that was in uh, he, he's his one of his more famous roles is um, the movie A Diary of a Mad Black Woman, mm -hmm. a Tyler Perry mo a movie. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't know if you're familiar with the movie, but um, he was he was. Like, I remember the movie. He was like the drug dealer in the movie. He was like, "You are my lawyer." I don't know if you remember. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, yeah, this particular ball, cat, <laughs> he he um, say it again. The bald dude. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah, not I, the bald dude. The bald dude is the lawyer, the dark skinned one. Okay, but but right. the other guy, oh, 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 the drug dealer. Oh, right, right, yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. So right. he actually got the part. He's a great actor. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? He got the part, and then they um, 
Rob hit me back and said, yeah, we'll be interested in you doing something else. So, you know what I mean? This will be a part of that. It's, it's going to be good. You know what I'm saying? Air production right now, actually. Um, that's the stuff. And, um, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? It's still constantly working, man. I've been, I've been, on, I've been on the B-movie scene for a minute, man. There's a lot of people... You know, at the comedy shows, know me from Gangster Rap, the Glockumentary. It's a movie I did. I played Do Rag, mm-hmm. and um, yeah, Holly Won't was another movie I did where I played a uh, crooked Hollywood producer man with some cast man. So I've been out there, you know, right, for right. a minute. Uh, of course, the BT Comic Views, all that we was talking about, and that was my early beginnings. You know, the right. BT Comic Views, and the, you know, I did it like four years in a row, and I think I missed a year, did it two more times. You know, so it's total like six times. Mm-hmm. Then the last time I did it was the one Kevin Hart uh, was the host. Okay. Of, uh, it was uh, One Mike Stand, I believe. Kind yeah, of I remember. It was like towards um, late 90s, yeah. early 2000. Yeah, that was like, um, that was like 09 or something like that. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Like right. 09 or something like that. Something, something like that. So 09, 10, something like that. So anyway, um, uh, but then went from that to the Bad Boys of Comedy stuff and all those different things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I remember that both one. Both seasons of the Bad Boys. Had a chance to tour with the Bad Boys, work with Diddy. Um, I was one of his writers for the VMA Awards when he hosted. Um, brought me down to Miami, man. You know, kicked with him, stayed with him at Star Island. Between Star Island and my hotel, basically, because we rehearsed so much. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, writing stuff like that, so that was a great experience. You know, I want to replace that in the world. Diddy, what's up, man? You hear this? What up, baby boy? You should, <laughs> right. Uh, but, yeah, it was good. Good. That was a very good experience, you know. That helped mold me in a lot of different ways from, from the writing side and kind of seeing it from the major production side, you know, being involved in the MTV production. I actually worked for the Oscars, too, before. Dope, so, dope. you know, I did production work for the Oscars. And that was probably my first time experiencing a big production, you know, like working for a big production. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> it was the Oscars and then of course the MTV VMA Awards and you know things like that so you know man um, I'll be honest with you man just just all of the different experiences you know from behind the camera in front of the camera you know to the writing part has kind of helped you know keep me where I'm at you know what I'm saying in exactly so I had to kind of connect the dots between all three aspects and you know there I am brother you know what I'm saying? You got Howie Bell, baby. Yeah, and it's, like All I right. said, it's an honor, man. Yes, sir. And uh, what's the best way? I appreciate you, man. Yeah, man, no doubt. Uh, you can always reach me, um, you know, Howie Bell on Facebook, uh, HBZ Online um, for um, Instagram. I actually got two Instagrams, Howie underscore Bell for the other one. Mm-hmm. And uh, the Twitter is Howie Bell, HBZ Online. So you can reach me any of them ways. HBZ, like Zebra Online, and Howie Bell. You find me. For, make sure, for all social media. Yeah. Make sure y'all stay updated. With and of course, howwebell.com. Exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, man. I appreciate you, my brother. No, I appreciate live, you, man. man. Yeah, no, like no I said, it's an yeah. honor. And, you know, we yeah, crossed sir. path for a reason. We're going to figure this out. And uh, I appreciate everybody for staying tuned with the Chris Massey up with the Chris Massey show. If you want to stay updated, everything is Chris Massey show. That's Twitter, Instagram, Facebook page, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube channel coming soon. And uh, thanks to Doc Ellingsworth representing the group Detroit City. That's Detroit CYDI for giving us this segment's instrumental. You can follow him on Twitter and Instagram at Ellingsworth, I L L I N G S W O R T H. And a special thanks to the official sponsor of the Chris Massey Show, the inspirational lifestyle brand Legendary. Their motto is Believers Become Innovators, Innovators Become Legendary. Uh, they're connecting innovators and dream seekers through apparel. You can follow them on Instagram at LGNDRE. Check out LGNDRE.com. Stay updated with them. Great things coming for 2017. But once again, appreciate you, Howie Bell. Yes, uh, definitely won't be the last time. Yes, sir. 
And uh, stay blessed, man. Appreciate all y'all for tuning in. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate the love. Appreciate the opportunity, man. And you know what? Hey, Detroit love, brother. Yeah, thank you. you. Peace.